the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, my friends. I'm going to do something today that for the last 35 years, 40 years, I have done constantly and have not done in four months. Five months? March, April, May, June. Yeah, four months. I'm going to fly to give a speech. Phoenix, Arizona. And that was sold out very quickly. Life is fascinating. Boy, have I reinforced for you and for me, if nothing's horrific, life is terrific. Now, do you believe me? Okay, everyone, Dennis Prager here. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. If nothing's yeah. horrific, then life is terrific. Fascinating. Oh, my God. Carly Fiorina. There's, there is an, an element. The Republican Party... It has been, for much of my life, democrat light. It's painful to see because I campaigned for her and I like her personally. I've had to deal with uh, this. Everybody has to deal with this. Where you, There are people you like who, who you believe take policies that truly hurt our country. That's why intentions don't matter. Anyway, that's we all have to grapple with it. When, when I talk about personal matters, like on the happiness hour and so on, these are the products of a life lived, not just books read. She came out for Joe Biden. Where, where did you see that, uh, Mr. Producer? The Atlantic. I stopped looking at the Atlantic. I used to go there. You know, I, I go to left-wing sites regularly. You know why? Because the Atlantic on occasion would actually have an interesting article. But they're obsessed with power. The left must take power. You know what I find? I find two things to be particularly emblematic of our time. The taking down of statues of good people without any comment by Democratic leaders. Have they condemned this, any of the statue removal? You haven't seen it. Oh, Andrew Cuomo supported them. That's right. Who is deeper, Andrew or Chris? <laughs> See, I asked it in a very nice way. I meant who is shallower but I didn't put it that way. 
I bent. I asked who was deeper. Listen to this. Black Lives Matter destroys statue of immigrant who died fighting slavery. Protesters from the Black Lives Matter movement vandalized and toppled a statue Tuesday night in Madison, Wisconsin, of Colonel Hans Christian Hegg, an immigrant from Norway who died fighting for the Union against slavery. What do you think of that? They also pulled down protesters. They pulled down the forward. What's the forward statue that normally stands outside the state capitol in, in Madison? I'm sure they'll. Uh, did Madison have slaves? It's interesting. I, I don't know the answer because they may want to rename the capital of Wisconsin. The American past is being obliterated, and. Liberals and leftists are are okay with it. This is not playing with fire. This is playing uh, with nuclear weapons with regard to one's civilization. The group also tore down the Colonel Hans Christian Hegg statue. The group then went on to throw the statue into Lake Monona, Hegg fought for the Union during the Civil War and was a stark opponent of slavery during that time. Tweets of the destruction showed Hegg's pedestal vandalized with the words, Black is beautiful, scrawled across it. The statue was decapitated and thrown into a nearby lake. James Madison did. So... You understand the tearing down of statues has nothing to do uh, with bigotry, slavery, the Confederacy, unless it's a Confederate statue. It has to do with America. This is the symbolic destruction of America and its past. In other words, the protesters taking down this man's statue are midgets attacking giants. You should know that midgets attacking giants is the story of humanity. There's no time when giants were not attacked by people of no conscience, no depth, and no decency. That that is the human condition. I don't know why God made it that way. Now, you'll say, why Why blame God? You should blame those little people. Well, I don't blame God, but God obviously made a world in which every generation produces a serious number of sheep, of the herd, of the weak, now, people can rise above it. I acknowledge that. But it's still, that's the default. Hegg is the exception. That's why I've always said I've studied goodness, not evil. There's not much to study in evil. I mean, there's something to study, clearly. And it's inherently more interesting than goodness to study. But the great puzzle is not how do you make bad people. The great puzzle is how do you make good people. 
if this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system and replace it. All right. And I could be speaking phys- fit, uh, figuratively. Okay. I could be speaking literally. It's a matter of interpretation. Like, let's be very real. And, and, and let's observe the history of the 1960s. When black people were rioting, we had the highest growth in wealth and property ownership. Think about the last few weeks. Since we started protesting, uh, there have been eight cops fired across the country. You remember they were telling us that there was due process. Okay, That's so I want to deal with that. This is a Black Lives Matter man, is that correct? Hawk Newsom. And well, where was he speaking? MSNBC. Oh, he's speaking on Fox News. Okay. Interesting that Fox News has, I, and I agree with them. That do they have equally conservative people on MSNBC or or CNN? And why would that be? I love you know what I love when they go. Uh, and we have on our panel Republican strategist. Republican strategist means Democrat. (laughs) Republican strategist. Anyway, so listen to this. So the vast amount of destruction, including in black neighborhoods, see how it was worth it? Eight cops have been fired. Are you with me, my dear friends? The idea that that uh, violent protest has led to good, well, that's their belief. By the way, we're going to burn down the civilization. I may mean it figuratively, I may not, and replace it. Weren't you dying to know what the end of that sentence would be? Replace it with, what will they replace with, Chaz? A country run by Black Lives Matter? What? Yes, that's what they would love. We will replace it. God. But, oh, Trump, I can never vote for Trump. Oh, my God, I'm a morally superior individual to him. So what if I'm voting for the left that that is okay or wants to destroy my wonderful country? If this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system. Folks, before I go on, I want to remind you. 18 Prager 776, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? Every day I report to you really terrible things that are happening in our society. Some of them stay with me. And I need to repeat constantly, which is not fully redundant. So you can repeat non constantly, therefore, it's not redundant. A few things like this. Why are there so many hoaxes of racism? And there's a reason. It's because there's so little racism. That is, if if anybody said, "Oh, there's little racism," yeah. What 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 argument do you have for that? Well, what proof? And here's the proof: the staggering number of hoaxes. Who would need hoaxes if there was all this racism? You have to remember that argument. A brief history of the noose hoaxes, just noose hoaxes. 
I'll start within the last uh, five years. University of Delaware, September 23, 2015. University of Delaware officials said three apparent nooses found hanging outside a campus performance hall were not, quote, instruments of a hate crime, but harmless remnants of lanterns used during a campus event. Now, you have to understand that prior to that, there was hysteria on all these campuses or, or in the press of how much uh, uh, racism there is in America. DePaul University, June 2016. Students claimed that an image of an untied rope laid on the ground was a noose placed on the Lincoln Park campus by a student who was animated by Annapolis's lecture that occurred last week. Students reported the noose to campus security who claimed that they are investigating the incident. And that uh, turned out not to be. University of Maryland, June 2017. Uh, oh, by the way, they says click, click the link above and take a gander at the photo of this horrible noose. Man alive. University of Maryland, June 2017, quote, this is the University of Maryland Police Department statement. Earlier today, we were notified of a knotted piece of plastic wrap laying on the ground. By the way, it's lying. This bothers me, bad English. In the 7500 block of Baltimore Avenue, police were notified out of concern for possible hate bias. Turned out to be a loop at the end of a piece of plastic. Washington, D.C. construction site, August 2017. After investigating the situation, police determined that the construction crew was using the rope to, quote, move equipment. Metropolitan Police Department spokesperson Akita Brown told DCist that the incident is not being investigated as a hate bias crime. Jussie Smollett, February 2019. You all know about that. I need not read you. Oakland's Lake Merritt, June 2020. Victor Sangby, who is black, told KGO-TV that the ropes were part of a rigging that he and his friends used as a part of a larger swing system. He also shared video of the swing in use. And then the NASCAR one. The thing that really bothers me, as I explained yesterday, was that our uh, race driver... Bubba Wallace, his reaction was to defend himself when a normal reaction and a decent reaction would have been, boy, is that great news. I know my fellow NASCAR drivers aren't racist, and I'm so happy that their name is cleared and and, and NASCAR fans are cleared. Right? Wouldn't that be the decent reaction? So I tell you things that stick in my mind. One is the this argument that you must remember, and that's only a tiny number. I have my own list that I got from Breitbart. The other is Uncle Ben. Why is Uncle Ben's image? Why is that racist? You would think if the country were racist, it wouldn't put a distinguished-looking black man with with a bow tie. On, on the box of one of its most uh, popular products, right? <laughs> I mean, th- think about think about the worst form of racism 
uh, in Europe, uh, the, the Nazi racism, right? You think that the, the, they have pictures of, of obvious Jews on products in the 1930s? It's all sick. It's like taking down the statue of Lincoln. But but many Americans, maybe most, will vote for the party that supports this. How, how can you be led astray by this preoccupation with Donald Trump? He's a flawed man. I understand that. But... but it's like you're, if you vote Democrat, you are voting like that Black Lives Matter leader. We will replace it. What will you replace it with? You'll replace Trump. What will you replace Trump with? Democratic Party is essentially the voice of Black Lives Matter. That is, you can't get further left than the Democratic Party. I don't know what you would advocate. A gulag? Replace it with what? That's the mature person's question. We'll be back. If this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system. The Dennis Prager Show. I've been, I've been looking for hey, I, I, I was wondering, since I'm speaking in Phoenix tonight, Wayne Grudem just one of the great Christian theologians of our time, and I are in dialogue. The seats were sold out in, in, in two weeks, they told me, at the station. So I'm wondering, will people be scalping tickets? Isn't that funny? You know, they're scalping tickets to basketball games, hockey games. Will there be people in the front scalping tickets to a theological dialogue? That would be a first, No. Hey, hey, hey. Me two tickets? Now, ladies and gentlemen, one of my 30 favorite people in the world, Ami Horowitz. How, are you okay with that introduction, Ami? Yeah, 30 not bad. I mean, I think the last time you said it, it was up from like 115, so I am moving up the charts, which I appreciate. And by the way, what kind of ego do you have on yourself, Dennis? Are you scalping your tickets? Please. Uh, Please. No, you mis- totally misunderstood that people would scalp tickets for a theological dialogue. I didn't say f- for Dennis Prager. And anyway, half of it is Wayne Grudem. So uh, I, I, I am totally open to criticism, but that charge is uh, is deflected. Scurrilous, but, is it? Scurrilous? You crack me up. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't see his latest video... you. His latest video is so good that I think I smiled through the, well, through the second half, actually, now that I think of it. He went uh, in Manhattan and asked a white, uh, do they think that police should be disbanded and removed from the inner city? And all you heard was cop hatred. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give away the end. And then he went into Harlem, which is largely black, and asked them. So I have to ask you, Ami, how much editing was involved? Because it, if those whites were typical of people in Manhattan, 
we're we're really in bad shape. It's it was typical, and it was the preponderance. As with all my videos, you only see the preponderance of the response that I get, and and the vast majority uh, wanted to see the police abolished. Uh, now keep in mind, I'm self-selecting only in the sense that it's not I'm not walking anywhere in Manhattan. I'm in the East Village, which is particularly left. Um, in, I mean, all of Manhattan is left, but East Village is a little more left of that. So they're not. So in Manhattan, while it's a very liberal city, the East Village is, is a is the is the neighborhood of the left, um, as you like are fond to differentiate, and I do as well in my own life. Um, so yeah, that is the majority opinion of people on the left. That's very fair to say. The anger at police. I mean, one guy just, I mean, I would say what well, that guy was about 35, 40, right? Yes. The, the tall guy. And all he kept saying was F, and of course he used the word, F the police. I hate the effing we, police. We actually edited him down. He said it three <laughs> or four more times. Oh, my I, God. I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not kidding. I'm not kidding. My wife was like, it's enough of that guy with the F word and the police. I was like, oh, I'll take, I'll take a couple more. I'll take out you know what? I would like to. I would like to ask that guy. I really would. I wish he. I would have the guy on the show. Of course, he'd never come on. But I. I would. I, and then we don't know who he is. But I would like to ask him what percentage of police does he believe is evil? What do you think? I know. I. I can look. I, I've interviewed enough of these guys, and I know. I would say he. He, he would say. It, if not all, the vast majority. Uh, there, there's a, look, there's, there's not an insignificant percent of this population on the left who think that all cops are evil. All cops are bad. I mean, they said it to me uh, on camera. In fact, my, in, in my, la- my two videos ago. So if, he, if, if his uh, apartment were invaded, would he call 911? Of course he would. Come on. So what would he do with his cognitive dissonance? He would ignore it. He would, she would shove it deep, deep, deep down into that black hole, and he would do, he would do what's best in his self-interest, because self-interest oftentimes uh, trumps ideology, and uh, there's no question in that case. He would. Or, alternatively, he would try to mediate between him and the guys breaking into his apartment and trying to murder and rape him and his family. If he has a family, I I I don't know. I it's hard to imagine he's a he's a married man with children. I mean, he wasn't the only one. the The others were just as vehement. They just didn't use the f word. Correct. No, they they find policing in this country to be so, and it's not even systematically racist. I mean, obviously that's a massive part of it in their mind. But they just look. I, I've said it before, and I, I can't. It bears repeating. What does the left really want? What are they okay, open? answer that when we come back. That's right. Ami Horowitz's film can be seen at DennisPrager.com or at AmiHorowitz.com. Okay, everybody, Dennis Prager here. Go to our, our website, cited on the show. You'll see Ami Horowitz's latest video, which is, you should send it to every human being you know, and in fact, even to some non-humans. That's how clear it is. They'll get the point. He went around Manhattan, well, actually, I'm learning the Lower East Side, or the East Village, actually, and asked uh, people of the of white persuasion, 
whether cops should be disbanded, defunded, removed from black areas. Then he went to a black area and asked them if the police should be defunded and removed. So you were saying, Ami. Yeah, I, you guys want a little, before I get to my, my the point, you want to hear a little interesting kind of tidbit behind the scenes? Yeah. So white, when I generally do these on-the-street interviews, uh, in general, about one out of every three white person I approach will speak to me. Yeah. I would say seven out of ten black people will speak to me. In fact, I got a little uncomfortable at one point where black people were walking up to me in the East Village saying, hey, can you interview me? I had to say, no, I'm only talking to white people today. So it was a little weird. Wow, God, I'll say. So here's here's my here's the point I would make about why what's why in their minds they want to abolish the police. And and the point is is that what does the left really want at the end of the day? And what they want is they want to to guide our descent into anarchy. Because only once is there their anarchy that maybe can rebuild this nation in their own kind of warped theology, their own warped image. So abolishing cops fits right into that that theology, that way of thinking, because obviously they are the line between civility and incivility. So it makes sense that they want to abolish the cops. That's right. Or it makes sense that they want to destroy the judicial system and open up the prisons. Um, the left has never cared about, I've said it before, I'll say it again, the left has never cared about people. It's why Mao has killed 25 million people. And, and Stalin killed tens of millions of people. No, no, Ma- Mao, nobody says under 40 million, and many say 80 million. So I always yes, say I'm 60. I'm a conservative. Yeah, I'll but I, it, it, just know, I mean, you know, that's my field, and I'm not, I'm not pulling rank here, but I, I really have looked into this. Anyway, I wanted everybody to know the number. Now tell us what happened when you went to Harlem, a black okay, area. So I- so I go to, a, to, a, to an all-black community, uh, 90% black community in East Harlem, and I ask them sort of the same question. How would you feel about Boston police? And they, look, I know this is in the news a lot, right? And there, there are a lot of people being, telling them the police are bad, the police are bad, the police are bad. I think being, you know, ingrained into their thinking. But the reality is they don't feel that way. They looked at me like I was crazy, like I had two heads. That's right. Boston the police. That's you right. The police. Are you nuts? This is what protects us. Look, crime is a regressive tax. What, what I mean by that is crime does not affect, affects uh, poor people and underprivileged people or people of color more acutely than it affects white people and wealthy people because most of the crime happens in bad areas. They're totally aware of that. They understand that, which points out again how the left doesn't care about the people they're ostensibly trying to protect. They don't care about black people. No, they, of course, right. That was one of my columns. The left doesn't give a damn about blacks. I uh, or doesn't care about. It. I don't know if it gives a damn in the title. People, I hope you will read that column. The the highlight of your wonderful short uh, video is one of the most enthusiastic proponents of keeping police in. Uh, Harlem and presumably other black areas was a guy wearing a Black Lives Matter T-shirt. Correct. That. Correct. That was. That was worth everything. <laughs> I gotta tell you. You know it, what I love about these videos is that you can't write this stuff out. No, no. What right. happens yes. organically is always way better. All right, now. All right, now. I know you to be an honest man. You're a, you're a religious man and an honest man. 
How many blacks agreed with removing the police and are not well, in the I, film? I, I probably end up talking to about 30 um, black people in that area, and I came across one person. And that one person was kind of a crazy guy, kind of a nut guy. He was saying, I want to kill the police, and he went nuts. It, it was, there was one out of the entire wow, hours, wow. one person. Wow. It is, it, it is so uniformly accepted among most black people. Not, again, not the Black Lives Matter leadership, right? This guy was not a proponent of Black Lives Matter. He may not know how radical the Black Lives Matter leadership are, but they are, take those guys out of the equation, the sharpens. The, the black leadership is really, it's a, it's really problematic, right? It's across a whole different levels. But the black people, the black folks on the street, the street, these guys are eminently reasonable. They understand what's at stake. They understand who's going to pay the price for these crazy, insane ideas. They're going to pay the price. The only time you were looked at as uh, equally uh, asking a bizarre question was when you asked them, uh, is it problematic to get an ID to vote? I, I remember that, and I, I'll never forget the woman. I, I really, I watch your videos, and I almost memorize them. The woman who said to you, or a few of them, gave you the address of yes. the uh, Bureau of Motor Vehicles. I don't know the address of my local Bureau of Motor Vehicles, but they did. It, it, by the way, that's, that's impressive that you could recall a video from four years ago. Um, but it's just, again, it's this bigotry of low expectations. That's right. Like they're not supposed to be able to know these things. It's astonishing. They can't do these things. Right. They don't know what's best for them. This is what the true racism that exists in our country, and it comes exclusively from the left. Exclusively. And it's grotesque. It's frankly grotesque. And ladies and gentlemen, he nevertheless continues to live in Manhattan. There's a beautiful country out there of kindred spirits, and he has decided to live in Manhattan. Coming that from that is his that is Angeles? his way of, of, of what? What about Coming L.A.? From you live in Los Angeles? Uh, L.A. is the epicenter of the conservative intellectual renaissance. Ami, God bless you. You're really terrific. Watch his video at AmiHorowitz.com or cited on the show at DennisPrager.com. The Dennis Prager Show. Yes, everybody. Dennis Prager here, Sacramento, California. Dave. Hello, Dave. Hey, Dennis. Love you. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. I just want to say real quick, Kamala Harris is being uh, touted about as possibly being a running mate for Joe Biden. And in the last about six days, she was quoted... You can find this on Google and stuff. Um, she was quoted as saying, when we take back the White House, Trump supporters need to know we will be coming after you, for you are the ones that betrayed us. She that said that? That type of language. i got to check that out because uh, obviously I haven't heard it. Thank you for telling me if it's true, and uh, but it's hard for, I've almost never been misled by a, by a, a caller. So we're going to look into that. I wouldn't put it, uh, in other words, I don't find it, I find it incredible, but not incredible from her. Uh, she's, uh, I don't find her to be a, a good person. And, God, it's so ironic. I debated her on Larry King. 
when she was running for Attorney General of California. I'm not going to play it now, but it's, it's really ironic. And I remember leaving thinking, she's not an intellectually honest human being. I'd never known about her before. George in Phoenix, Arizona, where I will be tonight. Hello. George in Phoenix. Hello. Yes, Dennis. Uh, Could you talk into uh, your phone? Don't don't talk into a speakerphone. Yeah, uh, Please talk. Here I am. Uh, we have a rather unique situation in, in Arizona right now, and you're coming here. Uh, we have Mark Kelly with an excellent uh, campaign downplaying his connection with the Democratic Party and uh, indicating that he will work with both Republicans and Democrats. And uh, McSally's campaign is a little bit lackluster. Now, I'm a conservative Republican, and I will end up voting for McSally for a reason that I hope others will find uh, good for them, too. And that is when Mark Kelly gets to Washington, if he's elected, and he may get elected, He's going to find that he's going to have to vote with the Democrats. That's exactly right. Thank you. Sorry to let you go. That is correct. I'm I'm always disappointed because I have a high opinion of Americans. At the well-intentioned naivete, oh, this this is not a this is not a left-wing Democrat. Tell me who has not sided with the Democrats. That is a Democrat. When push came to shove, name one. It is irrelevant. A Democrat, a vote for a Democrat, is a vote for the left, and that is a vote for the dissolution of America as we know it.